You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. I'm talking now to Graham Lavery, who is our vice principal here at Reese Heath and also our finance director. And Graham, you've been with us for about 14 years. So if I can take you back to where you first arrived here. I came from the Welsh College of Horticulture and I'd been there for a couple of years as the finance director and director of corporate services. Okay. So responsibilities for similar things to what I was responsible at Rees Heath, but it was a lot smaller college, turnover about £6 million compared to, at the time, Rees Heath was about £18 million. Right, okay. Prior to that, you've had experience in industry as well. Your career's not always been in education. No, I was before that, I was with MK Cable Management in manufacturing. Before that, with Westminster Healthcare, who owned and ran 120 nursing homes across the UK. And I was involved in the design and build office. And we basically were looking after the designing and building of all the new homes and refurbishment of the homes. So that was quite an exciting role and took me across the UK. Mm. Prior to that, I had been in practice after leading the forces. So your role here at Rees Heath, how's that evolved over the years? Initially, when I came to Rees Heath, I was fairly focused on the financials. My role since then has been to building the business information of the college making sure we had a a better understanding of where the college was and what it's doing, not just in financials, but student information as well. What we'd call the production information within a private organisation, within a manufacturing organisation, and just trying to bring some of those experiences I'd learned from industry into the education sector and seeing how that information could be used to help improve and, and support the business of the college. And how do you find the difference between the industry sectors and education sectors working? Well, within industries, it's a much more finite position. It's very much about the bottom line and ensuring that the margins are continually at the right level. In education, there's slightly different priorities. Obviously, we still need the bottom line. But it's about making sure that the student's experience is right, making sure that the achievement is there, and making sure that staff are able to have the facilities to deliver the academia effectively. So whilst there is still generally the bottom line position to look at, there is other considerations in doing so. Tell me about some of the highlights of your time here at Rees Heath. The Queen's visit, that was a highlight, and that was at the end of a big capital project we delivered. Very successfully delivered that capital project phase within budget on time. And then we did a second major capital build, which was the £30 million build, which included the sports centre, 3G pitch, the agri-tech area, additions to the HE area, the townhouses at the accommodation area. So quite a lot of work was done in there in that period of time. And again, that was managed to be brought in on budget and on time. So that was a good piece of work done by the colleagues that worked with me to deliver that particular project. And what have we got to look forward to? There's all sorts of things happening at the moment. Do you want to well, share any of those with us? <laughs> well, we're currently looking at a number of potential capital projects and obviously subject to funding. We've got a meeting with the governors talking about developments and opportunities that we have. Some of those will be about delivering the T-level capital requirements. So we're currently delivering a £2 million build on construction, which will be ready in December. 
We're looking at the capital build requirements to support the T-levels in the land-based subject areas, so equine, animal management and hail. And those will be quite, hopefully, support the challenging requirements and make the exciting curriculum that we need for our students to have that great experience when that receives and give them the tools they need to go and have a successful career up thereafter. So those are some of the, the bits that we're looking at. We're obviously looking at the transformation in the Lord Woolley Centre, turning that into a learning area and how that can help improve the flexibility for the learning for the FE students in particular. Mm. And by moving some of the library out of the current library position, that will also support the flexible learning space that will be available for the HE students in centre point. So there's quite a lot of domino effects that mm. are going to have to happen. And at somewhere along the line, we're looking to try and redo the PLC into a massive English centre of excellence as well. So there's quite a lot of projects, but there's we need to, the different pots of money that we've got. It's about matching the, the, the money that we can get with the cash match that we can put in place from the college's point of view so we can actually deliver these projects effectively without causing too much disruption to the students or the staff and then gaining the benefits for both parties. Now, we as Reseed, we're one of, I think it's about 11 land-based colleges in the UK. How important is that to you that we retain our land-based status? Yeah, I think it's really important and it's, it's something that we are constantly looking at about where our sector subject area three students are, what our percentage of that is. And then we have, there is a requirement that we have from a governing body perspective that we have at least 60% of our provision is SSA three. So we've got to be careful when we're planning the business for the college. It's very easy to try and skew the direction of the college into areas which may not be SSA3, which could have an impact on our funding, because obviously it's a lower intervention rate. And also we could drop below that 60%, which is difficult for us to get back to as well. So growth has got to be right in the right areas. And to do that, we need to make sure we can support the students in those areas and the staff with the right tools. And on top of that, we've got the IoT bid, which is nearing completion, I think. And we should find out before the end of this calendar year when that can start being spent. And there's another three million pound of investment there or to go primarily into the land-based sector, but also into food and engineering as well. Great stuff. Tell me what three words you would use to describe Reese Heath. Exciting, challenging and supportive. That's lovely. And finally, how do you feel about being part of the Reese Heath journey during our 100th anniversary? I think it's been a good time for reflection. A chance to look back on what we've done in the in the near past and then also look back and further than that and see what we've done since we became a, a college or a learning area back in 1922 and understand just what that journey has been and how we've maintained that support for the land-based areas, the farming community and how we've strengthened that and how we go on daily to embed those commitments with the industry, with the employers and with the students and how they progress and have good careers within the industry. And in due course, we look to inviting their children back as students of the college in in the future. Mm -hmm. I've certainly interviewed a few multi-generations of families that have been here, which has been really interesting. Well, it's interesting. Rachel, my PA, her father was actually here. Mm -hmm. Her father-in-law, sorry, was here Mm -hmm. as a student. In fact, was in the room above my office as his his bedroom. So that was interesting. um, Yeah. uh, Reese so certainly so does uh, f- flow through the veins of lots of lots of families I've come across, yeah. definitely. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for being part of the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Pleasure. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. 
celebrating the centenary of Cheshire's leading land-based college. Each episode, we chat to students, staff and college partners, past and present, about their memories of life at Reese Heath. Reese Heath, industry-focused, career-ready for 100 years.